the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. Yeah, coming in hot. Just like the fajita. I write what I live. My life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and Red Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. And I'm telling you, it's been one heck of a, of a past couple of weeks. I have not been in studio. I did fill in for Dan on the morning show. Uh, I believe Thursday or Friday. I don't, I don't even know what day it is anymore. And I'm, I'm, it's just so much happening out there in the world. Gas is up to $6, and I think what I saw last night, $6.73 for premium gas. I mean, how are you people still allowing these leaders to still be in control knowing and, and not doing anything? There's, there's, there's a whole bunch of things that can be done from the state level. They can suspend all these taxes, these gas taxes, but they're not doing anything. They're just sitting there and allowing all of this to happen to the people. I was at an event last night. I want to shout out to the Lady Patriots. Uh, I was at an event last night in LaGrange. Uh, I was emceeing an event there, uh, a fundraiser for Tom DeVore. And I'm telling you, these ladies are fired up and they, read, they are ready to go. I'm telling you, I really believe. And, and, and a lot of the people that were there at this event last night were people who, because I, I posed the question, how many of you were involved in politics prior to 2022? Not a lot of hands went up. That meant majority of the crowd did not care because they were trying to raise their kids. They were trying to work hard, build a life for them and their kids and their family and friends. And they just said, we've had enough. We've seen what, what, what leaders who are tyrannical, unchecked power. We, see, we, we, we now see how it impacts us. With uh, John Catanzaro was there. Uh, shout out to John. Uh, we had, I had a great time with him. Uh, I think he may be really going to be running for something soon. And he said he's going to do I'm I'm calling him out now. He said he's going to do it on this show. He'll come out and announce on this show. John, we got witnesses. Don't ever forget that. Um, but, I mean, I'm telling you, I was so fired up last night listening to the people that were there about how they're, they're, they're going to take back. They, they want to do everything they can to take back this state. And these were people who were well-to-do. These were people who were with a lot of, lot of moolah. A lot of cash, a lot of dineros, and I, I was just so excited. And uh, I told them today. Told I hope hopefully you guys are listening, Lady Patriots. Again, another shout out to them. Um, I wanted to do a show that really expressed the importance of the judiciary. 
I see one of my judges still. Hopefully, he's on his way. A little running a little late, but I wanted to do a show to really highlight uh, the some of the judges that are running uh, because I really believe there are two important cases. I mean, two important races in twenty twenty two. I agree, the governorship is is very important. I think the attorney general's race and the Supreme Court is going to be monumental, especially if for the first time, I believe Judge John Overeem told me since not since 1964 has the Illinois Supreme Court hands been out of the hands of the Democrat Party. So joining me to talk about that is my good friend, the troublemaker. You look like look, I see I'm looking at those beady eyes already. I got so much stuff going through. You got so much. <laughs> what you got going through? Well, uh, to piggyback off of what you just said, as far as the people that you just hung out with, that now they're ready to join the fight, I'm going to call them former champagne socialists, that they had money, <laughs> and it didn't bother them for a while, but now they see. I won't say it didn't bother them. They just didn't pay attention. And then I want to talk about the people that I work with, the average worker yeah. that, and I work with a lot of different races of people that keep their hair down, work hard, and go home, raise their family, and politics didn't bother them that are now seeing that it hits their pocketbook and now they're feeling the pinch and now they want to get involved. I got nurses that's like, I, I don't see my money. I just don't, I don't see my money. And I'm saying you need to start watching the real news or listen to the radio or, and pay attention to politics and you'll find out wow. why you, you're not seeing your money. Right. So that's right. that. So I, and, I, and you know, I got other stuff running through right. my head. Too. I, I, don't, I don't know. You already got my blood going on that one. <laughs> uh, but, but, but one of the things I said last night, was that you look at a lot of where we find ourselves as Illinoisans, a lot of it can be traced back to the judiciary because so many people really don't pay attention to who's running for judge. Right. And sometimes they, they elect or, or they elect or reelect the, the same philosophy. And joining me to discuss this are, are two, two people that I've really gotten to know. Uh, judge Mike McKinney, if you know, that if that name sounds familiar, that's the judge who sent Pritzker his first death blow mm-hmm. <laughs> as as he was making all of these these decisions. Uh, he's a judge of the Illinois First Circuit Court. He's now running for um, the Illinois Fifth Appellate, um, the Fifth, Illinois Fifth District Appellate Court. Uh, judge McKinney, welcome to uh, Black and Right. Welcome back, I should say. Well, thank you so much, and I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, introduce myself uh, to your listeners. Thank, I'm honored to be here. Yeah. Um, did, how was the drive up? Judge? Yes. How was the drive up here? Oh, uh, two, 294 was a mess. A <laughs> uh, lot of uh, construction delays, but... Uh, I did okay and made it on time. <laughs> and joining us also is, um, he's a judge of the Illinois 16th Circuit Court, uh, Judge John A. Novarini. He's also running for the second uh, district judge of the Illinois Supreme Court. Uh, judge, welcome back to Black and Right. Thanks, John. It's great to be back. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I gave you your glasses back, too. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> I, for that. I brought my own today. <laughs> oh, good. I, I brought my own in today. Um, um, judge McCain, let's start with you. Yes, sir. Uh, and, and I'll pose the same question to you as well, um, Judge uh, Novarini. Um, why is it important for voters to know and understand a judge's f- judicial philosophy? Well, I uh, think in elect- in, when it comes to electing them. Oh, I, I think the classic uh, answer is simply the warning given us by Thomas Jefferson, who said to take a single step beyond the boundaries imposed by the Constitution is to take possession of a boundless field of power. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this this speaks to originalism. That is my judicial philosophy. Uh, I've, I've read Neil Gorsuch's book, uh, A Republic, if you can keep it. Uh, he, I agree with him a thousand percent. Originalism fits with the framers' design. It is when the branches of government exceed those boundaries uh, that we wind up in the mess we're in. That's how you wind up with $30 trillion of debt. That's how you wind up with vast, humongous governmental agencies wasting hundreds of billions of dollars a year, imposing rules uh, and written by people who never appeared on a single ballot, never got a single vote. Wow. That's why I think it's critical that uh, a judicial philosophy of originalism is what uh, what needs to be uh, elected and, and serves on our on our courts. Yeah, Judge Novini, same question. Yeah, no, I would agree. I'm an originalist. Uh, if you believe that the Constitution is a living and breathing document that changes with the culture, uh, then the the Constitution renders it pretty much meaningless. Uh, we can't be judicial activists, and we're, we're not to legislate from the bench. I mean, uh, that's how you end up with uh, cases like Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. I can talk about Plessy versus Ferguson. There's no constitutional. You have to have a constitutional basis. You can't just make it up. So uh, you follow the, the framers. That These framers were geniuses. There's, there were like six or seven of them that really put this thing together. You had Washington, Adams, uh Benjamin Franklin, Alexander Hamilton, Madison, John Jay. These guys were geniuses. Yeah. This document they put together, it's, uh, can you imagine today, John, uh, seven people of that, of that stature in, in, our poli- in, in, in our politics today? Can you think of even one or two? <laughs> I mean, how this, it's amazing how this all came together. This document is it's, it's, it's a legal genius. Yeah. And uh, for, for judges to legislate from the bench or to... Uh, participate in judicial activism, it, it, it basically destroys the document. Yeah, and, and it, it, I think it speaks to where we find ourselves today because of this whole living, breathing document. Uh, that, that That's what the Constitution is today. Um, when we come back from the break, I, I, I want to go in more into, you know, talk about some of the things that you guys are experiencing on the campaign trail. Uh, I know Verlon, the BDI is over there. He's, he's Look at his eyes. He's just, he's ready. He can't wait. Uh, to pounce on some questions, but uh, I really appreciate you. If you're just joining the show, we're talking with uh, Judge Mike McKaney and Judge John Novarini. Um, um, McKaney's running for the appellate court in the fifth, and Judge John Novarini's running for the Illinois Second Supreme Court seat. Um, I'm telling you, the Supreme Court and the Attorney General's race are two of the most important races. Uh, for the state of Illinois, because we're going to have to take back. If we want to take back Illinois, I believe it's going to it's going to go through the Supreme Court and all as well as the um, the attorney general's race. You're listening to Black and White Radio and AM 560. The answer. Share the feed. We'll be right back. You feel the lightning, the thunder, you... This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM 560. The answer. Sub no. Stop. Drop. Shut them down. Open up shop. Oh. Welcome back no. to Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Hey, if you're listening and by, by radio, if you're at home, online, 560 Answer.com, 
go ahead and share the link. Uh, we're on Facebook and Rumble. YouTube has decided to give me a second strike from uh, a video. I guess somebody um, reported it back some recently, last week sometime, uh, August of t- from a video from August of 2021. Wow. Uh, yeah, they gave me a, my second strike, so I can't... Um, can't we can't we, we we're not on YouTube today. Sorry, I know I know my YouTube crowd is upset about that. But go you to ain't Rumble. Black. <laughs> I'm not. I'm blackish. Go to Rumble and um and and Facebook and please watch the show. Vila? Well, judges, this is a comment for both of you. I have a policy. I don't judge judges. Uh, but <laughs> oh, it's it's okay for judges to judge each other. So you can clear up your own house. All right. But uh, my question to you is, you know how the left comes after the criminal justice system. So I want to know, do you think it's any areas that you can improve upon the criminal justice system as far as criminal justice reform, or do you believe the criminal justice system is fine the way it is? Hmm. I'll defer to Judge Novarini for that one. (laughs) All right. uh, Well, in Illinois, beginning January 1st, we'll be the first state in the country that will have no cash bail. So that's something that we're going to have to uh, contend with. I mean, this is the legislature's uh, decided, and the governor agreed to uh, pursue this direction. Um, and the, the the police and the judges, they're going to have to adapt. We're going to have to figure it out. Um, I think it's going to be a bigger problem in Cook County than it will initially be in the Collar counties. Uh, but you know, our job really is, is to follow the law. You know, we're not there to make the law. We're not there to criticize the law. We're to, we're to follow the law. So it's up to the legislators to to uh, make the law. That's what they do. They legislate. They they make the law. And the judges were like like uh, we're umpires, basically. We we call balls and strikes, and uh, we follow the law. I, I feel that judges should have the freedom of discretion, so you can judge. Uh, the way the left wants to do it, they want bureaucrats in charge. Right. No. I where we're doing it now because I, I we set bails and bonds. You know, I, I listen to one side. I listen to the other side. Is, is, you know, is this person uh, a safety? Is he, is he a risk to society? Is he a flight risk? You know, I, that, that's what judges get paid to do, make decisions. Uh, so, but that's going to be taken away from us beginning January 1st. Uh, you know, whether or not we, we, we could say that the state, if we feel that it's a safety, uh, there's safety issue or a flight risk, well, then we have to have a hearing within either 24 or 48 hours. If it's a felony, 48 hours, misdemeanor, 24 hours. Uh, it's just going to be a, a lot more difficult than it, what it is today. And here's another thing that's been lost on this bail uh, issue. Uh, what, what the legislature hasn't considered, or a lot of people haven't considered, is the fact, particularly with the issue of addiction, uh, if you let people out who are very addicted, if you set their bond high, they can't get out. Therefore, they cannot use I don't can't tell you how many times I've heard people who come to me after their cases are over, they recognize me, gas station, grocery store, whatever, and th- actually thank me for setting their bond so high they could not get out wow. and overdose. Uh, I, I had the same experience in drug court. I was the inaugural Marion County drug court judge. Uh, I've had numerous, numerous drug court people tell me, uh, thank you for being so tough on me. Because you were tough on me, that's uh, that, that's what made me do the change and change my life and, and follow the program and graduate. Uh, 
sometimes you just have to put the hammer down. You just got to do it. And thankfully, we now have at least some discretion to do that. Uh, I hate to see what's going to happen when that discretion, as you said, is removed. So I take it that you're not a fan of this new program that the liberals came up with where they created safe spaces for people, drug addicts, to use needles and drugs at, a, at their leisure. Uh, the the, the uh, crime bill... Uh, that was rammed through the legislature. That here's another thing about that: seven, eight hundred pages given to mm-hmm. your representative at two in the morning, uh, and say, and told you got an hour where we're going to vote on this. <laughs> now, w- where's the constitutionality of that? How are you being represented when your elected representative doesn't even have the time uh, to even read right. legislation, let alone right? participate in any meaningful debate, et cetera. Uh, progressive liberals, ideologues are forever busy. That's true. <laughs> now, now, now John, ahead. I'm turning to you. Oh, boy, here we go. Now, this position of, I want to know why you think it's so important for this uh, position of attorney general, because as far as I see, the, the attorney general of Illinois that we have now, uh-huh. Kwame, Kwame Waru, uh-huh. his position is, as meaningless as the vice presidency, because he has he doesn't well, do because, anything. But that's because he's not using the power of the office. That's why. Uh, I think I think when you see what's happening to, in Illinois, remember the attorney general is the attorney general for the people, not the governor. Right now, that's not what's happening. If we can return the attorney general's office to where it represents the people instead of these elected officials, because remember this: there hasn't been there hasn't been one case of corruption with elected officials or anything that's come through the attorney general's office. And I, I can't even begin decades. Uh, remember Lisa Madigan was there prior to Kwame Raul. So looking at all this, 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 the corruption that happens, not remember the feds came, the feds came in and brought that, not um, the attorney general office of Illinois. So we, we need that backstop. Like a lot of the stuff that happened with, 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 with COVID and Pritzker, Kwame could have stood up and said, wait a minute, hold on. I don't think this is constitutional. I mean, judges, am I far off with, with, with what I'm saying? Well, it, fabulous that you brought that up because in, in the Bailey versus Pritzker case that I dealt with, Kwame Raul, the Illinois Attorney General, tried to remove my case to federal court. And he See? actually argued in federal court that due process is, quote, flexible depending on the circumstances, end quote. He said that in federal court. That was his argument. I responded, due process is never flexible. It is the birthright of every American citizen. It is bedrock, and hell will freeze before this court ever rules that due process is flexible. But but that was the conversation we were having prior to the show starting. Due process is flexible in their mind. They do. They don't believe that it's 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 for everybody. It's only for whatever their their agenda that they want to push. If if due process, because look at think about all of when you look at all the people, the police officers, the the firefighters, all the nurses and teachers. You think they had due process to take the vaccination? Where was the due process mm-hmm. then? And I think that's what that whole that that language of due process is flexible. But to your point, it's not, right? Oh, absolutely not. It's bedrock. It can never be flexible. Uh, The left wants to completely, simply just bypass, or better yet, eliminate the entire Constitution. Wow. It's it's just that 
Mm. Insane. Mm. Oh my God! Think about that. Now, now you understand why. Now, having, yeah. how, why the why the attorney general's race? Yes. And the Supreme Court and the the appellate as well because. Oh, actually. you guys have a, a lot of say in and what happens um, judiciary from, from from a judicial standpoint as well. And that there are actually uh, documented uh, cases where constitutional law professors are asking their constitutional law students, raise your right hand if you do not think the Constitution should be scrapped and thrown in the trash can. No hands are going up. That's where we're at. That's wow. where we're heading. Wow. Think about think about that. I mean, I, I, I think about just even from the, the, the U.S. Supreme Court, where we, we were one justice away from losing the Second Amendment, uh, was that about a couple of years ago yeah. during the Obama administration? Oh, yeah. We were one justice away from being stripped of, of the Second Amendment. And that's that's a scary thought. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you gentlemen on. I, I know there are certain things. And what I want to talk about when we come back from break is you know this whole thing about I can't talk about something because it might come before before me at some point in time. Let's talk about where did that start, and is that healthy for for for, for a republic that that we that we can't really know what we're getting from our judges because of this this newfound philosophy? And Judge McCain, you said it started from. I I I, I kind of thought it started with the confirmation process of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. It was. Yeah, kind of her rule that she's wanna, the one that's, that started that. I want to talk about it, but is is that healthy though? And, and we'll talk about more of that about uh, we'll talk about this more after the break. You listen in the Black and White Radio on AM five sixty. The answer, Judge John Novarini, Judge Mike McCainy, and my troublemaker Hoff Daddy's in the house as well. We'll be right back. Don't put your blame on me. And now more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer. Switch your attitude. Go and level up yourself. This that different latitude. Come on, Welcome man. Welcome back to, yourself. <laughs> to Black and Right Radio on AM560. You know, when Kanye's playing, I, I get lost sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad to be joined by my good friend, the troublemaker himself, Valon Galloway. Uh, we've had a very good and interesting discussion with two judges who are currently serving uh, in different parts of of, of the state, and I wanted to do that too. I wanted to bring somebody that was from the north, the south, and I wanted to bring somebody that was from Will, the Will County area as well. But unfortunately, they weren't able to make it. Um, that, those judges are Mike McCainy. Uh He gave the Pritzker administration its first heart heart heartburn <laughs> when he made that ruling uh, for Darren Bailey and Judge uh, John Novarini. Uh, w- welcome back, guys. Um, I want initially I wanted to go somewhere else, but I, I think I want to stay there. You know, you hear you hear this conversation. You see the, the Illinois Supreme—I mean, the, the U.S. Supreme Court um, candidates talk about that. You know, they they can't talk about certain certain subjects because it may come before the court. Um, Valan has a, a belief about it, but I wanted to get your opinion about it. Should what uh, uh, should that philosophy? Uh, or, or where they stand on the issues, should that still be something that they do as to what they're doing now? Well, I can't talk about it because it may come up before the court. Is that Does that hurt the republic? Or do you believe it maintaining that is actually 
um, something that should continue to be done. Judge Novarini. Yeah. Uh, the main thing is that you, they don't want you prejudging a case. Right? All judges have opinions. I mean, it's not hard to figure out. Uh, you know, the, re- the recent uh, Supreme Court justice that was put on, I know exactly what she believes about right. uh, abortion and the Second Amendment, and I know what Amy Coney Barrett believes about abortion and the Second Amendment. Th- these things aren't hard to figure out, but you don't want to prejudge a case. Uh, you, you, you know, you listen to a case, uh, you, you try to be objective, listen to both sides, and at the end of the day, your personal views should not be part of your judicial decision-making process right. because you follow the law. Now, if you're an originalist like like we are, uh, we're going to follow the law, but if you believe the Constitution is a living and breathing document that changes with the culture, well, then who knows what you're going to end up with. So you follow the culture, not the law. Right. Mm. Right. So whether you announce your position or you don't announce it, it's not difficult to figure out, if you ask me. Judge? Yeah, your, your question is excellent. Uh, you bring up the absolute uh, frustration voters have over these judicial elections because – we are required to put our name on a ballot and conduct a public campaign, while at the same time the Code of Judicial Conduct prohibits us from telling voters how we might rule on an issue that could come before us. That translation, we can't tell you how we stand on the issues. Uh, that's the, the rules, and we have to follow them. It does not prohibit me, however, and other judicial candidates uh, from uh, saying and telling you that uh, my wife and I both have our concealed carry permits. <laughs> and uh, while I would would not be able to say how I might rule on, uh, say, a FOID card case, I am not prohibited from saying that the attorney general is the, the uh, person who would be defending that statute. My first question to the Attorney General is, why is Illinois the only state in the nation to require a FOID card? And second, uh, why should I be required Mm. to receive a plastic card from a governmental entity to exercise a right guaranteed me uh, by the Second Amendment to the Constitution? And finally, how in the world do you reconcile uh, the requirement to get that plastic card with uh, Scalia's decision in District of Columbia versus Heller. Huh? Well, I believe it's absolutely needed for judges to have secrecy because you see what happened with the Supreme Court leak. Judges have been coming under attack. They've been getting death threats because of what they might do. Right. And if a judge was to come under attack, and change their position because people know how they're going to rule or they think they know how they may rule, the, the court loses integrity. So, so, so we only have to be concerned of that from the left because right. you know, people on the right are not going to go out and, no. and, and, and march to judges, which no. is illegal, correct? Yeah. You're not supposed to be able to go to the Supreme Court and, and, and stand in front of the Supreme Court and protest, especially in front of their, or near their house. That's illegal from my understanding, correct? Well, I believe it's illegal in Chicago. I think Mayor Daley, um, Richard J. Daley, passed a law. Somebody came to his house once, and mm. the legislature took care of that. Oh, oh it's only bad when it comes to you. <laughs> See, <laughs> only yeah, this, this is this is what the what what this is this this. Listen, I, I, I hate to make it partisan. I hate to make it about a D on R, but 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 their philosophy and what they believe in and, and their hell bentness 
Is that a word? Hell bentness. It sounds good to me. Uh, it sounds good. It sound it, it rolled off the tongue pretty nice. But wrong. <laughs> and how they really want to destroy this country and our states and our it's, it's, it just it, it, it flusters me sometimes that people can't see good candidates like you two in front of me and, and continue to vote for the same thing expecting a different result. It it, it baffles me. When we come back, I'm going to talk about the ISBA and <laughs> what your recommendations were. You listen to Black and Right. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. It's still Marvin Gaye, troublemaker. I give up. (laughs) Marvin Gaye is still better than... Show some R E S P I C T. What's his name? George who? George Michaels. <laughs> you need some help. <laughs> Good Lord, you need some help, Vali. Uh But before the break, we were talking with uh, Judge Mike McCaney and Judge John Novarini. Uh, I do know, uh, especially coming from you, Judge Novarini, uh, the Illinois State Bar Association, uh, they gave you a, was it a not recommended or... Right. Not uh, recommended because you were not willing to fill out their questionnaire. Correct. What was the wouldn't participate? What, yeah. What happened with the questionnaire? What were some of the issues that you took part? You you, you didn't like about it? Uh, well, the questions I found to be inappropriate. Uh, you know, more social justice type things, and uh, you know, I think it was more of a gotcha questions for conservatives. Uh, but beyond that, um, you know, the Supreme Court justices they. Uh, regulate attorneys they set standards of practice for attorneys they discipline attorneys and for uh, a judge to go and seek their recommendation their endorsement or their rating at the very least it's an appearance of impropriety uh, probably a conflict of interest and borders on unethical if you ask me wow Um, because again uh, there's got to be a separation between the bar and the bench and regrettably i don't i don't see many in many times a separation that the separation that there should be and then the third thing that bothered me about it was that, uh, you know, it, they, they came, they're talking to judges here, and they're saying, if you don't uh, fill out, and don't answer our questions and come and sit for our interview, uh, we're going to automatically give you a not recommended rating. Yeah. And to me, that's a threat, that's intimidation, that's bullying. Yeah. And that's what the left does. Yeah. They threaten, they intimidate, they bully, and if they don't get their way, they ultimately try to cancel you. And that's, yes. that's what the not recommendation is, their attempt to can- cancel culture. Wow. So. Judge McHaney? Yeah, I went ahead and uh, actually uh, went through their the motions and filled out this survey in this, and I also uh, got the not recommended rating. And I would uh, direct your <laughs> listeners to this Newsmax article by Mark Vargas. The yeah. headline is "Illinois Bar Goes Woke: Time to Elect Conservative Judges." Uh, Judge Novarini's exactly right. Uh, the article points out. If you don't fill it out, if you don't participate, they're going to give you an automatic not recommended. So that's just blackmail is basically what it is. Uh, It's important for your listeners. Just listen to this one question Mm -hmm. on this questionnaire. Quote, how important, I don't know, correct, what efforts, if any, have you made in your community to include people of a different race, color, religion, sex, national origin, 
ancestry, age, marital status, physical or mental disability, military status, or sexual orientation than you as a lawyer and or judge in the legal profession. Folks, uh, I I did not take an oath to be a social justice warrior. Mm -hmm. I took an oath to uphold the Constitution. This is ridiculous, and it's simply woke. I ain't woke now. And I ain't ever going to be woke. <laughs> I still say they sleepwalk, and I don't think they're woke either. You know, the problem is you're awake. You, 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 you can see what's going on. But I want to know, is there any legal action you can take against this language that's uh, giving you a bad grade? Uh, not not no. to my knowledge. Uh, they have the right to engage in this process. Mm-hmm. That, uh, as far as I know, I don't belong to the Illinois State Bar Association. Yeah, neither do I. And it should be noted that uh, my two of my opponents... Uh, who are members of the Illinois State Bar Association, happen to get highly recommended ratings. Oh, wow. Now, and, say, oh, and, and when I when I filled this out, I, <laughs> I put on my answer, I uh, absolutely uh, believe in the quality of opportunity. I vehemently disagree with the quality of outcomes. And Ooh. I knew right then I was going to get a host. Good point. So, but I would not change my answer even today. Now, say you get to a level. I don't know what the name of it is. You guys do it but where people you can get appointed to different positions to higher positions like federal court or or to uh, uh say the president level whereas though he appoints points you as attorney general or something like that of the united states does this count against you later on down the line yeah oh well depends who's doing the appointing um i don't know why i would take an appointment the illinois judges are the highest paid judges in the country second only to California. Wow. It'd be a, a downgrade to take an appointment to the federal bench. <laughs> <laughs> now, and and you know, they, w- they use this purposely uh, uh, just to pick the hand pick the candidates they want because right. their right. thinking is if you get a not recommended, your opponent gets to blast you all over social media as he's recommended, you're right. not. Uh, uh, that for, they, they hope it will hurt your chances uh, at getting elected. Right. Now, the Illinois Judges Association, what about, what about them? Do they do they send out anything for you guys? No, they don't. They don't do anything. Yeah. Are you guys a members of the IGA, IJA? I, I am not yeah. a member of the IGAA. I quit when I got this uh, June twenty fifth, twenty twenty statement, uh, Illinois Judges Association statement on racial justice. Mm-hmm. This was written by the then president. Uh, it states recent unrest and protests across the nation, resulting from the mistreatment of African Americans serve as stark reminders that racial injustice, inequity, and discrimination endure throughout our society. As judges, we must exercise our authority and ability to seize upon this moment to take direct aim at systemic racism. Mm. Uh, wow. No, I do not. Do right. n- I categorically reject that premise. Uh, this is woke. It's a, another attempt to guarantee outcomes. Yeah. Um, we are not racial or social justice warriors. Right. The, the IJA, there's about 1,000 lawyers in the state of Illinois, and the IJA is basically run by Cook County judges. Okay. Right? In Kane County, I actually tried to start out what I call the ICJA, Illinois Conservative Judges Association. And that, what happened? That I would belong to in a hurt. <laughs> well, when I started, get it going. Well, you, We're working on it. Would you be able to do that as uh, uh, on the Supreme Court? Uh, well, so I'd hand, it, I'd hand it off to somebody yeah, to take yeah. over. I, I think I like that idea. I think we should probably do that to so that we can 
our voters will know who we need to be sending uh, to the judge seats because, you know, I mean, the lies that they come after you guys, the smears, and you're not supposed to be doing that, right? Right. Yeah. No, they, not, we have a, uh, a judicial code of conduct. Uh, we're not supposed to lie or, or, or diminish. It diminishes the office. Uh, so so we, we run on a separate set of rules. Uh, getting back to the ISBA, uh, the ISBA, they have a vested interest in the outcome of these elections, the lawyers. Yeah. You know. Is, is, you see on T-shirts once in a while, you know, uh, good lawyers know the law, great lawyers know the judge. Oh, they get too close to the judge, and that that's got to stop. Yeah, that's not a, that's not a good thing. Hence the reason why I wanted to bring you guys on there, because most people really don't understand what's happening in our judiciary, and we in order to ch- in order to maintain or change Illinois, we got to make sure we change the judici- judiciary. Uh, you listen to the Black and White Radio on AM five sixty. The answer. We'll be right back. the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about it's black and right with john anthony on am 560 the answer maybe i'm foolish maybe i'm blind thinking i can see through this and see what's behind got no way to prove it so maybe welcome back to black and red radio on am 560 the answer i'm your host john anthony live in studio with my good friend the troublemaker mr red velvet (laughs) you ready for it verlon galloway uh, we also joined by Judge uh, Mike McKinney and Judge John Novarini. Judge Novarini, I know you have to go. Um, you got anything coming up? Any events coming up? Um, how can people join the campaign? Join the movement? Uh, visit our website. Uh, it's simply Novarini N O V E R I N I dot com. Uh, we got uh, what's today the fourth. We got uh, yeah. twenty twenty four days to go. We're out there every night somewhere. Uh, there's there should be a calendar on our website. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna. Work hard, and we're going to finish strong. Yeah. Get in, in one minute, talk to my, my audience about why Judge Novarini should be elected as the next, for the Republican primary, as the next um, nominee to go on to the general. Sure. Uh, I describe myself as a non-establishment, independent, grassroots conservative. That's what I am. Uh, never been appointed, okay, never been appointed by establishment insiders, always been elected by the people, been elected this is our fifth uh, election. I was elected twice to the county board, elected once to the village board, elected a circuit court trial judge, retained in 2014 overwhelmingly, and then retained again in 2020 overwhelmingly. Uh, I believe you followed the Constitution the way it was written. I'm an originalist. Uh, the uh, founders knew what they were doing. Uh, you, you need to follow it. Uh, if, if you get away from that, that's where you end up with, with bad laws. As I mentioned earlier, you had uh, plus, you, well, the Dred Scott case, 1858, mm-hmm. uh, they, they found that a black person was property and not, not a human being. I mean, that was horrendous. Yes. They made horrendous law, sparked the Civil War. 620,000 Americans end up dead six years later. Plessy versus Ferguson, 1896, another, another uh, Supreme Court case, found not, not, not on a constitutional basis, uh, gave us a segregated country overnight. And then uh, worse than that, it... It, it, they said separate but equal. Was the problem was never equal. Mm. So the blacks had inferior schools, inferior accommodations. It wasn't until n- 1954 with Brown versus Board of Education, which is sound yeah. constitutional law, uh, overturned Plessy. Yeah. All right. So and then then uh, so when you you get good constitutional law, you usually don't find people out in the streets protesting. Correct. Right? <laughs> in '73 we get Roe v. Wade. Again, uh, not a real sound constitutional basis for it. 
for the last 49 years, we've had millions of people out protesting. Uh, and it looks like the Supreme Court in this case is going to overturn Roe v. Wade and send it back to the courts. Yeah. Uh, and then the states can decide. That's why this impo- this election is important. It really if is. You got a four to three originalist bench. You're going to have one result. If you got a four to three uh, liberal bench, you're going to have another result. That's true. Judge John Overeen, thanks so much for joining Black and Right today. Uh, you're listening to Black and Right. Hour number two coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. Hour two, Black and Right Radio on AM five sixty. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. If you missed that first hour that we just did with Judge John Novarini, who's running for the Supreme Court seat in the second district, and Judge Mike McCainy, who's running for the appellate court in the fifth, go download it at five sixty answer dot com. Download the podcast, share, like, go ahead and like me on all the social media platforms. You know the ones that Villan's not on. He's only on Twitter, like a bum. And he's on Facebook, guys. Look him, look him up, Verlon Galloway on Facebook. Please, please friendship. Please send him a friend request because I'm trying to get him on there more regularly, more often. The troublemaker, what's going on, buddy? Hey, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure out which direction you want to go. Uh, I already know. Go. I I know where you want to go. So go. Okay. Well, it's a lot of people that's shocked by your stance. Especially uh, one of them, he said it's okay for me to say his name. Okay. You know, Sean, that you would say that on his show and the morning answer that if Richard Irvin, I'm not going to call him a name, not just yet. Not yet. Okay. If he made it to the general, that you would vote for him over JB because they feel there's no distinction. So why even vote? Because I I do believe there's a distinction. I've, like I said, I have a personal relationship with Richard Irvin. I've known him for 16 years, and I stand by my decision. I stand by my decisions. I mean, what am I going to vote for, J.B. Prisco, or don't vote at all? See, no. it's a lot of people that feel like you, you're either not principled or you're putting your principles to the side. They don't see how you can do that to vote for a guy that's a double talker. Okay, I'm going to describe him. I, I have, ahead, to, I have to call yeah, him a name. Go ahead. Go ahead. Did either of you watch the WWF long time ago? Before oh, yeah, the I WWE? did. It was this character. He was a manager, but he was a slash pimp. He wore a pimp suit. He had a cane. And his his name was Slick. Do you remember Slick? I, love, I do. I love Slick. And if you put a jerry curl on the top of the head of Richard Irvin, they would be twins. <laughs> <laughs> they would be twins. Oh, they look just alike. And, oh, I, and I'm telling you. Slick was a double talker, smooth talker. You couldn't trust Slick. And when I see Richard Irvin, I think of Slick. Okay. So how can I vote for somebody as slick as Steve, as, as, as a Richard Irvin? It, it, it would be no better than a J.B. Prister. I know what J.B. Prister have done, but... And, 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 and that's enough. That right there. Right, pause right there. That's enough 
for me to say, and I ta- I said I'm not voting for Irvin in the primary, and and this was remember this was our hypothetical conversation. Should Richard Irving win? I didn't. I'm not. I'm not voting for Richard Irving in the primary. Should he win? I will move heaven and and, and hell and earth to make sure he wins because I do. I definitely see a clear distinction between a JB Pritzker administration. And a uh, Richard Irvin administration. And I will vote for J- uh, Richard Irvin. I'll have him right here, sitting right here on this show, hopefully interviewing him. Because you know what? my You know, you know why? My principles tell me that I cannot see J.B. Pritzker in that seat for another four-year term. Because what will he do? You don't think... You, you, you hear, you, you, you're trying to tell me you don't think that Richard Irvin won't make the same decisions as, as a J.B. Pritzker? Well, it, it, people just feel like you might as well not vote. No, I don't do that. If, you, if, you know, if you're going to vote for a Democrat for like, Democrat like, okay. I it, voted for Rauner. Anybody knows my history with Rauner knows I still voted for him in that, pri- in that general election. Some of them did too, but at least they thought that Rauner will govern as a conservative financially. As far as his social issues, it was wishy-washy. But this guy, you can see in the gate, he's going to break. But everybody knew the same thing of who Rauner was. Rauner, Richard Irvin is a Rauner 2.0 when you're looking at what – they already knew what, Rich, what Bruce Rauner was when he ran in that primary. Anybody want my unqualified and uh, yes. unbiased opinion? Yes. yes. So the flip side of the Rauner thing is that, yeah, you had Rauner, and now he is the calling card for anybody saying, hey, well, look. You know, Republican governors are no different than Democratic governors. Right. His fingerprints are on it. And I think that's a lot of the worry with people yep. is that you're going to put a liberal in there. You're going to put somebody who's in there who's got these terrible, perfect for Illinois, yeah. you know, as far as the track record. But you're going to put somebody <laughs> in there who's going to make these horrible policy decisions and these horrible stands. And then it's going to have that R branded fingerprint on it. Yeah. And it's just another four years or eight years because they're going to lose, you know. And, you know, and the flip side is obviously that uh, at least he will be somewhat accountable to his party. Correct. Right? Rauner didn't skate to the nomination for re-election. No. Jeannie almost took him down. Yes, he did. And so, um, and maybe if more people had listened to Sean and Dan at that point, yeah. she would have won. Because yeah. there was a big chorus of people, oh, no, she has no chance against J.B. Pritzker. I think she would have had a better chance against Pritzker than Rauner. So I can see both sides of this. And you know what? I, I, it, that's that philosophy, though. She can't win. Darren Bailey can't win. Sullivan can't win. Yeah, as long as they keep that attitude, that's hundred percent true. Exactly. I'm that's that's I'm sick and tired of that attitude. These people can't win. You know, I like again, let me reiterate it. I never said I was voting for Richard Irvin in the primary. Did you did I say that? No, 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 no. But they, they, they skipped over that. They don't even care at this point about the primary. It's general. If that guy gets to the general. There's no reason to vote at all. Do you want to use the Batman phrase with me? I, I was I was just asking George to find the actual audio clip. Oh yeah, well uh, let's wait because I because okay. I, 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 I think that's you want to hear, hear you want to hear it. Yeah, I want to hear real it. time. Yeah, okay. I want to hear it. Okay, because I, I think it's 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 right on point. Okay, you know because I'm I'm dude. Listen, I get it, I get it, but these same people who are helped Richard Irving get elected as mayor. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm telling you. Oh, okay. Okay. Richard Irving. Okay. These same people helped him get elected. Some of the people you're saying about. Right. Not all. Not all. Well, I know people, that have, I've told you this, that known him longer than you. Yeah. You got to understand, I hear one side from you, and I hear a side from them. And they say, 
He's been a snake from long time ago. Listen, this politics, and you you expect snakes. If you, it's like it's like it's like you know the whole as you know you you get caught in a, gun, a knife fight, expect to get cut. Listen, this is Illinois politics. There's snakes everywhere. I trust There's snakes you. everywhere. I trust, trust you. Me, I've I, been bitten by a few of them. I trust you. And when you make the point that these same people haven't served and you have, yeah, understand that you've been in the sandbox, right? I have to listen to what you have right. to say, but also. I have to listen to people that stick to their guns and their now, principles. remember this also, because this is another reason. Okay. Remember this. Who appoints all the directors of all these agencies? I don't know. The governor. IDPH. Uh, I mean, uh, the, all, every, think about every DHS, all of the, the, oh, the, yeah. the, the agencies. All these made-up agencies. I understand because we The governor get, has the power to appoint these directors, D- Department of Corrections, State Police. Okay. The governor. Do we want J.B. Pritzker appointing those people for four more or, 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 or maintaining these people for four more years? DCFS director. The governor appoints these people. Well, how do you know that Richard Irvin won't have the same, you know, intellect as far as Actually, appointing the same people? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. I, I don't know what, what Richard. I didn't know what Bruce Rauner would do. You just have the hope and belief that he'll do better. I, than I, I have Pritzker. the hope and belief that that the people will hold them accountable. I have the hope and hope I have the hope that we're going to win back the Supreme Court. I have the hope that we're going to win some legislative seats. I have the hope that we're going to win the attorney general's seat. That's the hope that I'm I'm banking on. Listen, it may have happened, it may not. But guess what? I guess I really believe just being around, going around, I've been throughout this entire state. And I'm listening and I'm watching and I'm hearing the people. People are fed up and I really believe that we will see some change. What that change looks like, I don't know. The point is, we need we need people in these key positions, the Attorney General's seat, the Supreme Court, to hold these people in check. And you know, you so every people so worried about Richard Irvin should he win? Focus more on these other seats because we need. Even if 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 Irvin doesn't win, none of the Republicans win. If if Pritzker wins again, what's the check on him? No, we won't have a check on him if we if we don't maintain the importance of these other seats of winning legislative seats of winning these senate seats i was talking to uh, christina vila today she's running for state senate you know a black woman down there down in the will county iroquois county iroquois right and that's it right (laughs) and and she's not getting a lot of help why we have seven eight people who are black running on the republican ticket where's the republican party highlighting this huh well, you know they don't go to the race issue. So guess what? But the race issue is a reality. You don't stay off the race issue. The race issue is a reality. You don't stay there, though. You acknowledge it. You ever want to get black people to come to the Republican Party? Acknowledge their blackness. You listen to Black and White Radio. We'll be right back. Some men aren't looking for anything logical like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men... Just want to watch the world burn. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey. That's right. Black and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Valon, the troublemaker. He's got my blood pressure boiling right now, <laughs> you bum. 
Uh, we got to hear it, man. We, uh, people like this show because they hear the truth. They hear what's and I'm, in your I'm, heart. Honesty. I'm, 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 I will right. always be honest about it, how, they, how I feel. They know how you feel, and they can feel you know? this show. That's why they love it. And, and I'll tell you this. As, as, as I just stated during the break, uh, Judge McKinney is still joining us. He's like, oh, I love that conversation. <laughs> Go ahead, guys. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but one of the things, I, I, I also think life experiences come into play. And how we each see things differently. Um, some of the people you're talking about have not had my life experiences. They've 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 not been homeless. They've not been, you know, suicidal. They've not lost everything, everything, and had to rebuild. Um, so I look at life through the lens of I look at I look through the lens of life differently now. You know, I, I I'm I'm not that rigid person that I used to be. You know, I, I look for to find the ability to have conversations with people that I disagree with. Does that make sense? Why do you think 50 percent of the time that you've blessed me to be here with you? I talk about social issues. Yeah. I grew up in a crack house. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so I see the world a lot different than a lot of these guys we hang around. too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I don't talk, but I don't talk about it like yeah. like a lot of people would if they were on the left. Yeah. I can I put it to the side. Yeah, I just try to middle the the hardcore uh, uh, right with common sense conservatism. Right. I, I don't I don't I don't try to go off the rails with it because sometimes when you hear one of those life stories, and they might not be doing as good as Mike Lindell. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You you have to kind of right. listen. You have to kind of right. listen. Right. You know, so right. that, so I'm there. I'm there with you. Yeah. But, you know, we, you, you got to play devil's advocate. Yeah. Yeah. I have to do that. I have to do that on both ends. You know, I know, you know, but but we are talking about electing somebody that's going to lead this state. Yeah. So, you know, we try we want to elect the best person. So do so state. do your best job of getting your person elected. Right. And guess what? After it's said and done. Don't run away with the basketball because your person didn't win. Don't don't snap. I mean, dude, I, I remember growing up as a kid playing softball in the field. My grandfather used to garden the field right on 87th and, and Union. We played softball. We played football. It was, we called it our field of dreams. It had divots and ditches, and we broke broke and skidded. Had all type of wounds out on my knees and everything from this field. But I re, I'll never forget when we would beat this team. They would take their bat or their ball. And run away because we beat them. Here it is. We we we're these little scrawny kids beating up. These big old dudes would come and they would challenge us all the time, and we would beat them. You know, and oh, we we went to play them. We didn't take our stuff. We said, let's go again. Let's scrap up again. Let's go. See, I'm from the streets, man. You know, see, I don't show that side a lot. I don't show that street side of John a lot. Me either. You know, because that, you know, when I became a Christian, I put, I, I did everything in my power to put that person to, 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 to death. You know, but, you know, some people see that street side of me sometimes. You, you, it takes a lot to, to get me to that street, John. It, it only takes disrespect to kind of bring that out from time to time. See, that people know I've all. been disrespected, so that doesn't bother me. Uh, well, it depends. If it's a conversation with the left, and you know, you automatically know they're going to call you names. But I'm talking. I'm just talking about somebody that really wants to challenge your manhood. Oh, I, I, you know, I stood up to the bully a long time ago, a couple of times, and I'm never gonna let anybody bully me. Right. Neither am I. So that's that's what I'm talking about. Okay. But I, as I, I still stand by my decision to say, should 
should the general election come November, it's Richard Irvin on the ballot from from Ju- July first to November. Is it eighth or eighth? Eighth. From November, I mean July first to November eighth, I will do everything within my power to make sure that Richard Irving is the candidate. I don't think he. I don't think he makes out the primary. I don't. I, I still think it's Bailey's Bailey's race to lose. I, I've said that time and time again. It's Bailey's race to lose. Should he win though? I'm not. I'm not snatching my ball and batting and running. I'm gonna say, hey, let's hey, let's play game two. Let's play two. What, what's his name? Um, What's the ex-cub? Um, Ernie Banks. Okay. Ernie Banks. Let's play two. You know, let's play two. Let's go again. You know, and I'll do everything I can. I'll use I'll use this the influence of this show. I'll use my influence on all through all of my social media platforms to make sure that Richard Irving is is, is victorious come November eighth. Okay. Now, people may not like that. I said that that you day. Said you said it. Yeah. I said that that day. People mm-hmm. may not like that. I don't care. I don't. I do. I've. I've. I've gotten to the point of of really not caring about how people feel about what I think, especially on this show. Mm-hmm. You know, I really have because the, the 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 whole thing about it, right? We're ready to give our opinion. That's right. You may not like it, but it's still my opinion, and I'm not going to allow. I've said this time and time on my show. I'm not going to allow anybody unless. Jeff or Mark is coming and say, hey, <laughs> hey, uh, hey bro. Hey, hey, you're going too far. <laughs> hey, Jeff, hey, bro, you're going too far. Right. I will not allow anybody, I don't care who they are, to affect how I make or what I say and how I make the decisions I make. Because I've learned a long time ago, not everybody has your best interest at heart. Well, you told me uh, in confidence one time, you said, hey, look, I think people know. I have my own voice. Mm-hmm. You told me that. You mm-hmm. said, I I think they know now. Yeah, I got my own voice. Yeah. Okay. And and, and that's nothing wrong. And, and and we can we can bring the judge in now. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 judge, I mean, think about that though. Having your own voice, you've 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 gone around a few more of the sons than I have. <laughs> You're a lot more mature individual than I am. Um, you ever thought you see a day in America where people would would try to cancel people out? Because they don't agree? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, we have so far gone off the rails. We, we followed the most perfect blueprint for freedom and prosperity ever written in human history for over 150 years. When we, when we got out of those boundaries that Jefferson warned us, that's when we've lost our way. Uh, look at the Ministry of Misinformation. I mean... That's straight out of George Orwell. Yeah. You talk about scary. Yeah. Uh, they're actually taking this stuff seriously. It's it's outrageous. And glad you brought that up, too, because uh, I did a uh, Facebook video about this uh, ju- uh, judicial poll mm-hmm. about the not recommended and the Newsmax article. Uh-huh. Uh, it was taken down. By, really? By social media. Mm. I guarantee you, uh, because I used one word first, patriots. <laughs> wow. An absolute in the algorithm. Yeah. I'm, I'm red flagged. And and, uh, and I said uh, I did not take an oath to become a social justice warrior. Yeah. That, that, that finished me. So <laughs> my wife's been telling me for months, big tech is censoring people, and I always thought, well, it'll never happen to me. Yeah. Well, it did. It happened to you. And it is frightening. It is. Absolutely frightening. I, 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 you brought that up. I got to ask. 
Okay, how do you feel about the Supreme Court decision that um, tech or platforms, business platforms, has has the right to censor? Um, <laughs> obviously, uh, I have a lot of issues with that. Uh, I will tell you, you guys have talked about hope, and we've talked about Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted your listeners to have hope, and I want to quote, if I can, yeah. from the the leaked opinion in the Dobbs case. I, I printed it out. Which is Samuel Lito's. Yes. Right, yeah. Six months ago, I predicted that uh, Roe v. Wade would be overturned, and it would be Justice Clarence Thomas' legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wrong. It's Alito, mm-hmm. not Thomas, so far. But listen to this. We've been waiting 40 years to hear these words. 45 seconds. Quote, we hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. The Constitution makes no reference to abortion, and no such right is implicitly protected by any constitutional provision, including the one on which the defenders of Roe and Casey now chiefly rely, the Due Process Clause of the 14th 14th Amendment. There it is. That's coming. Awesome. It's not law yet, but this is coming finally. You see how informed this guy is? I mean, this guy ain't playing around. I'm looking at him. I'm looking at his desk over there. (laughs) (laughs) What book is that you got there? Uh, uh, A Republic If You Can Keep It. Oh, You know what? I bought that book and lost it. Oh. I did. I'd be I'm glad to lend it to you. Oh, Lynn. <laughs> you know you're from, he's from Southern Illinois. You listen to the Black and White Radio on AM560. We don't lend anything in Chicago. We'll be right back. Back to Black and White with John Anthony on AM560. The answer. I'm on the loose. I need some room. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker and Judge Mike McKaney, who's running for the 5th Appellate District down south in near Marion, right? Yes, sir. I live live in Marion County. Oh, Marion. Yes, sir. Oh, nice. Marion County. Uh, Marion is in Williamson County. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the uh, the 5th Appellate District now consists of 48 counties. It was 37 initially, right? Almost half the state. It used to be 37. Yeah. Well, I, well, since you want to know what direction I want to go in, I think this is a good one. I have a judge sitting next to me that's good at reading bills and law, and I have another guy, a former state rep, that's good at reading bills and laws, and I'm pretty sure he read this one. This new uh, gun control bill that the legislators are going after. Wait, which which Congress or, Congress. or state? No, federal, okay. federal, federal. So the Senate, the Senate the is Senate. at a meeting. Well, it hasn't got to the Senate yet. It's in the House. Well, they're meeting. Well, they're meeting for it, and once it passes through the committee, they're going to vote on it. Uh, and then it goes to the Senate. They don't think it's going to pass the Senate, but I want to know, John, I believe you've read it probably, what's in it? And Judge, if they pass it, do you think it would be a good bill? I don't think it's been drafted completely yet, because that's, that's why they're meeting to talk about what should be in the bill. But have you heard about any of the Listen. ingredients? Listen, I said it on the morning show the other day. I don't want them to give one inch, one centimeter, one millimeter on the Second Amendment from henceforth. I get it. What happened was a travesty. It really was. What happened was a travesty. But there are already things we have on the books that we could have actually dealt with, used to deal with an individual, especially when you look at these people who have been on the list They've had police officers, and they've had the FBI looking at these people. 
I mean, come on, man. It, 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 I said it on the morning answer. and I don't know if the president was listening, but he used the exact same language and he admitted he didn't even know. In the inner city schools for the last past three decades, we've used metal detectors and resource officers oh, yeah. and they have not had one death, not even a stabbing. Three decades. And President Trump got up there and said, I didn't even know that. We can do this all across Wait, America. President Trump or President Biden? No, President Trump okay. at the NRA said he didn't oh, okay. even know that. Okay. And he said, we could do this all across America. But then, you know, I presented it to Dan and Dan didn't. He politely pushed back against me and said, well, it depends on how much of a prison you want your schools to emulate. So it's up to well, I don't want them to do it federally, but I do want them to push the issue state to state. Hey, if you want your kids safe and if you want to keep your Second Amendment the way it is, just harden these schools because these schools can be contained. It's, it's very easy to do. I was, I was listening to a, a radio broadcast on the way up here, coincidentally, and that subject came up, and here was a brilliant point. Uh, instead of spending or giving hundreds of billions of dollars to Europe and other nations to for their security, hey, how about we divert that money and, and show up our schools? You know, I'm all for that. That's what Trump said. He yeah. said if we can send $40 billion to Ukraine— we could have used that money here Hoff to do daddy. that for our school. And, and here's another interesting thing. This, the, the, when Scalia uh, wrote that brilliant opinion, District of Columbia versus Heller, finding that the Second Amendment applies to individuals, not militias. Right. When yeah. he enshrined that. Uh, interesting that nobody talks about. He said, I think you hit your, your mic. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yours. Just get closer. Yeah, yeah, he's on. He's on. He's on. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. He, he he said in the opinion, we do not reach the issue of registration. Yeah. You see, wealth yeah. of knowledge. That's that why I, that yeah, is I love wide open under this decision. Mm. Registration, like you're talking mm-hmm. about. What's an inch? Yeah. What's a millimeter? That's right. That's right. That, I, listen, I'm sorry. The, shall not be infringed means what it means. You know, well, that whole inch millimeter thing. How, how do you take people's guns unless you know where they're at? Correct. You yeah. register them. What'd you say, Hop Daddy? No, he's exactly right. Uh, you, you put people on a, a you know bureaucratic list. Yeah. But the thing about an inch and a millimeter, right, is you have to sell the idea that it's an actual inch or a millimeter. But so many people stand so far away from the measuring tape yeah. that they can't tell the difference between a foot and an inch. It's true. Never mind an inch and a millimeter. And as, as you all know, while you're talking about this, the first uh, action of tyranny, uh, disarm the populace, right. and the person who winds up in charge is always the one with the most guns and the least humanity. That is, but, so but the true. people should understand that they, the Democrats, are double talkers. They're talking about AR-15, AR, Ukraine first, but then Biden gets on TV and talk about nine millimeters with high capacity, high, high <laughs> capacity, yeah, with, with, with high capacity, you know, uh, chambers. Oh God! So Help you know, us. clips. So Cl- what, hey. Magazines. Well, I'm sorry. Not called clips. Oh, I'm sorry. Magazines. You novice. So that means they want to take your handguns. That's an attack yeah. on handguns as well as long guns. Not so an inch. They want to take them all. They Not wish they inch. could get. They wish they could get on TV and do what Trudeau did in Canada. Yeah, well, it's that. Yeah. Head. Oh, I, I did have that audio. I wanted you to upload, George, because I I want to talk about what Trudeau said and did in Canada. 
America, we're up next. <laughs> we're up next because they've been greasing the greasing us up, yeah. buttering us up to go for this. Mm-hmm. And if if you allow it to happen, Americans, God help us all. God help the rest of the world. As America goes, so goes the world. I'm sorry, that's just the truth. You listen to the Black and Right. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. We're introducing legislation to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership. What this means is that it will no longer be possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. We're capping the market for handguns. We're also fighting gun smuggling and trafficking by increasing maximum and providing more tools for law enforcement to investigate firearm crimes. And we'll require the permanent alteration of long gun magazines so they can never hold more than five rounds. These are Doctors, experts, and chiefs of police have been calling for for years, and we're acting on their advice. We need less gun violence. We cannot let the guns debate become so polarized that nothing gets done. We cannot let that happen in our country. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Did you hear what he just said? I heard it. Wait. George made the, George. He caught something. We're doing a freeze, not a ban. Not yet. This is what I mean. Do you want to hear a quick replay? Yeah. We are trained Marxists. <laughs> oh, is Trudeau a Marxist? Yeah. That's the question. Is he yeah. a Marxist, or is he a, an authoritarian? I think it's worse. He's a subsex of Mar- a subset of Marxists called uh, straight up communist. <laughs> I believe is the technical term. <laughs> is he a communist? Do, do they have communist laws in Canada, or the, uh, or is it a authoritarian type of uh, administration? It's a good point. It's uh, parliamentary style of government, so. right? They're walking, quacking, and eating like communists. There you go. So okay, I'm with Hop Daddy. Well, I need some time to break it down before I just but, call but, them but a communist. But the, the good thing about something like that happening here, we have judges. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, yeah. We have judges. That's a great segment for the judge. That could that could put a halt if 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 a, a president would try to do something like that here. Am I right, Judge? Well, well certainly. You've got to reconcile any such legislation with the. Scalia's decision in the Heller case. Mm-hmm. You just, you got to do it. I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. At least half of a hundred and, well, half would be probably about 170 million people. I think 170 million people out of 340 million people would stand up and say no. More I'm than a, that. I, I know, but I'm just More saying, I, I'm, I, we, we always use the 50-50 thing around here. Yeah. Both sides say you know, half the country, half the country. And I'm going to say, I'm going to bring it to this uh, instance, the Bundys. When they came down there, the FBI came down there to try to take take their guns and do whatever they was going to do to the Bundys. During the Obama administration? I think it was during the, the Obama. Ranchers? Yeah, 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 the ranchers. Yeah, yeah. They stood up. They sent the federal government home packing. Just imagine if 170 million people said, no, nah, no, nah. and, and, you're not taking our guns. And, and their argument uh, to the response to their argument, well, you don't need 
uh, 30-round magazine to hunt deer. Uh, the Second Amendment was Boom. not enacted to protect us from the deer. Right. I, judge, I just said this on the morning answer. I said I, I, the Second Amendment is not for that. It's for? Yes. I, what is it for, uh, in your opinion? It, it's to, prote- it's to uh, protect citizens from the government Come on. that turns into tyranny. That's yeah, right. A tyrannical government. That's right. And, and now it is. I was just, uh, last week, I was debating this on Ricky's show, uh, him and him and his son. His son called in to filibuster me for about 10 minutes. Listen, we grew up in a city, okay, in, 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 in Cook County. You don't understand the problems that these people that live in border states have with cartel coming across their land, trafficking drugs, trafficking women, Kids. People that's ready to kill you for their business, their black market business. And we have about, what, four or five border states? You know, these people have to defend their family. Uh, ten rounds aren't going to do it. Five rounds aren't going to do it. And the police can't get there for about maybe 45 minutes to an hour because it's so much land. They'll be dead. Yeah. So, you know, you got to have you got to let people defend themselves. Guess what? I don't care about geography. <laughs> I don't care about geography, where we're at, what we're lo- located near. The Second Amendment shall not be infringed. It literally means shall not be infringed. I don't care where we're at, who we're around. Um, I don't have guns for hunting or protection. From I have gu- I have a gun because it's my constitutional right. It's my God given right. I'm sorry. And when we when we when we forget that as Americans, listen, we're not Canada, we're not Venezuela, we're not giving up our guns without a fight. Charles Heston, what did he say, over my cold, dead body? Cold, dead hands. Cold, dead hands? Yeah, my cold, yeah, dead well, hands. Judge Novarini, uh hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, commented earlier about how our founding fathers were truly geniuses. Yeah. They studied, uh, before they wrote the Constitution, they studied human history at, at length and, and realized that it's a natural tendency of human nature uh, to lean toward tyrannical rule. Yep. Uh, John Locke, uh, who our founders uh, relied upon to a great extent in writing our founding documents, uh, basically said government is a contract Mm. between those in power and the people they're supposed to be governing. It's a contract. It can be broken. What happens when it's broken? Well, if you have no means to protect yourself, uh, you're powerless. Yeah. Yeah. The Second Amendment, uh, I submit, would be uh, without the Second Amendment, you can't have the others. None of them. <laughs> Just that simple. None of them. Because, I mean, think about that. And, and that, to, 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 ju- to Judge Novarini's point, that's why they were geniuses, to understand, to put a protection mechanism in the Constitution of the United States of America for ordinary, regular citizens. And I'm so glad they did. And all we have to do is simply follow it. Yeah. Originalism. That's yeah. the key. Yeah, that's so true. But we don't. No. We, Be- because we have people here who are embedded here in our country who don't love America. We have violated Jefferson's warning. Mm. We Ooh. have... Ex- Wait, hold, hold that hold that warning, because <laughs> I want you to tell me what that warning was. <laughs> we listen to the Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM560, The Answer. Stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop. 
Welcome back. Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker himself. And we are, and the man is just dropping all type of nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> Judge, <laughs> Judge Mike McKinney. Uh Now, what was to, um, Jefferson's warning? Thomas Jefferson warned us to take a single step beyond the boundaries established in the Constitution is to take possession of a boundless field of power. Wow. What's happened is uh, the, the executive branch is supposed to enforce the laws, the legislative branch is supposed to make the laws, and the judicial branch is supposed to interpret the laws. <laughs> Each branch is doing tasks not assigned by the Constitution. Mm. That's where we're at. And what better example of a boundless field of power can there be than Washington, D.C.? Yeah. Charlie Kirk brilliantly describes, if I may. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. The United States federal government stopped operating as constitutionally mandated long ago. It is now a leviathan, mm. the most powerful force in the history of mankind that has become dangerously unmoored from the people it represents and for whom it is supposed to work. Elites and the politically comfortable who control both parties in Washington are in another world, insulated from reality. In their smug arrogance and hostile indifference, these leaders don't even realize how much the people they are supposed to represent despise this uncontrollable monster they have spawned along the Potomac. The federal bloat is such that whole departments, vast bureaucracies wasting hundreds of billions of dollars, could be eliminated without any real impact on the average taxpayer. It is maddening to behold and has fed the national anger over a government gone berserk, mm. not to mention that it has also racked up over $30 trillion of debt and growing. Ooh, I, what can I say nothing. on top of that? I, nothing. <laughs> You're looking at me like, oh, yeah. I ain't got no beady ass right now. No, eyes open. wide open. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I like Charlie Kirk, too. I mean, he, yeah. he does have a, a, a different way of looking at a, a, a subject and coming up with a totally different perspective on it. He, he breaks it down. Yeah, right. I mean, you, 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 you hear that, and you say to yourself, how do we rein this all back in? It, are the horses so far out the barn that you know, that there's no way of, of hurting them, bringing them back in. I, I would never believe that. I, 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 I will always have hope. All we have to do is simply follow the blueprint. It was brilliant. It is still brilliant. It still works if we have elected officials with the guts to follow it. Mm -hmm. It's just that simple. Well, we don't have enough time for you to answer my questions, but all I would ask you is, I know you said thirty trillion, but honestly, we're two hundred and seventy trillion. Because how do you pay down Medicaid, Medicare? How do you fund Social Security? Oh, sure, yeah, that, that that does not include legacy costs. Yeah, all. yeah, right. We got a lot yeah. of unfunded liabilities that, you, that we can never pay back. Good thing you're not running for uh, to be a state rep or a governor, <laughs> <laughs> wow. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Ah, oh, sorry. I, that last water I drank went down the wrong pipe. That's, all right. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. terrible. But, but, you know, Judge McCain, I, I really, really have enjoyed your perspective today. I know you, you are you going to stick around for the third hour? Uh, if you want me here, I'll be here. Okay. Well, well, for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll have you stick around for the third hour. I know Verlon wants to tussle again, so. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. We're going to be tussling again. Open up the again. phone line. Let's hey, see what hey, these hey, people hey, got to say. <laughs> 
when I come back, I'll open up the phone. Thank I, you. When I come back, I don't want to have people waiting seven, six, seven minutes on on, Thank on the you. phone. I'll open up. Uh, you listening to Black and White Radio on on AM five sixty The Answer Hour three coming up next. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. Welcome back. Hour three of Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, my buddy, my pal, Verlon, the troublemaker, Mr. Red Velvet Galloway. I don't hear, I don't hear you. I'm on. Oh, there you go. Okay. I got a question for you that only a, a police officer or a former oh, police officer here we go. can talk about. Oh, I mean, no, 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 no. It's about the issue. You trying to get my blood pressure? Yeah, again. Okay. Again. Now, me and you thought that Carl Jackson was going to take over from, um, yeah, from Larry did. Elder. Yeah. No, he didn't. I know. Uh, I know who took over. So, Officer Tatum yeah. has taken over. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to, I've been checking him out, but I'm not going to talk about what he talked about. I'm not going to talk about his opinion. I want to get your opinion. Okay. Because you're the police officer that I know. I'm not a police officer. Well, you form a police officer. I do know some active duty, but. All right, get to the point. I What's the talk question? To them. I want to talk to this guy. See, look at him. He just, get this guy. I want to hear what you got to say. Okay. <laughs> Um, with the police shooting at your school in Texas. Do you think you can Monday morning quarterback what they did, or do you think they did anything wrong? What's your opinion of the situation? Do you think they were cowards? Who, I want, who, who, who are you posing that question? Because you're looking at To him. you. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm looking at the judge. I, okay. I, I want him to, I'm going to look at him in his eye because I want him to respond after you. Okay. So do you think they did the right thing, or do you think they messed up? Cause it's all over TV. I, I, I've been checking out Newsmax now, and I think that's the best news station right now to me. I, I, I'll say this about the incident: there's no way I'm not going through that door if I was responding. All. Now, I was a school resource school resource officer, so we taught the kids the training. We trained them how what to do, you know, where to run to, you know, not to even talk because sometimes this is what will happen. They found throughout, you know part of the training they had us teach them was that the shooter will come out and say, police here, police come out, come out. We're here, police. And it'll be the shooter, the active shooter. So don't say anything. Uh, there's no way I'm not finding a way to get through that door. No way. I'm not. I, I'm so I, I think a whole hour of just sitting around now, did they think they had an, uh, uh, a barricaded subject now at this point? Uh, it came out as an active shooter. I'm going through. I'm still going through. Now I'm a former, also a former, trained crisis hostage negotiator. So I, if that had happened down where I was, but as an officer, I would be the negotiator, being called to that scene. Um, so there were. I, I, I do believe there were a lot of mistakes. The chief, the the, the whatever his name, the constable, constable, whatever his, whatever he was, the chief. He said they made mistakes. He, he he agreed that, that that mistakes were made. I can't 
there's no way I can I can come in and say that this was done perfectly because it wasn't. I mean, now what happened was now this is something else you got to think about. He shot his grandmother right. about a mile from the place. Mm-hmm. So all the cops from Uvalde, whatever the name of the city is, they're all responding there. They didn't talk about that. No, I'm just telling you. Okay. I'm just telling you how this is unfolding. Mm-hmm. So the cops are all headed there because some woman just got shot mm-hmm. right on the street. So they're all responding there. Now he gets into a crash. Now they're responding to a 1050. Woman shot, 1050, now active shooter. See how spread out he... That's what I'm about yeah. to say. They did, They talked about his grandmama being shot. They talked about he shot at the people that was coming over to help him because he was in a, he was in a car accident. 1050 is car accident. Okay, t- uh, 1050. Yeah. But they weren't talking about it the way you're talking about it. They had police officers responding to all of these crises, Correct. and that gave him time to do what he was doing. Well, but I also, uh, from what I understand, I don't know if they if they retracted it, but there were twelve minutes. There was a twelve minutes before he actually entered into the actual school. I don't know if that's been retracted. Uh, I have to look, but uh, but then in a whole hour, whoo, dude! I just as the cop and the parent in me, uh-huh. uh, I don't know a lot of people got upset about the cops taking down the parents. Yeah. No, you have to though. There's no way I'm letting I'm allowing a parent to get it, to go up in that school. Pepper spraying a woman? Well, I don't know that I don't know what actually happened and how that all came about. Putting the father in handcuffs? Yes, dude. Uh, yes, I, to protect them parents from going into that school, from from them getting hurt, to cause a whole nother scene. I'm going to do everything I can as a, as as the responding officer to that scene to make sure that nobody enters that school. Well, if my kids in there, you're going to need about 13 guys. <laughs> I, I, I know. I, listen. I understand that. As a father, I understand that. And and that is valid if you are doing something. Okay. If you're standing outside, because everybody's seen videos now of, of the police basically doing what you would do sort of post-action, right? Which is, okay, we're going to set up this. Let's get this command center over yeah. here. There was a lot of, okay, let's get all the process going. But there was nobody actually making the on-the-spot decisions. I agree. And, yep. And and one of the other parts of it is until you have affirmative knowledge that there isn't an active shooter, right. there is an active shooter. An active I don't shooter. care if somebody saw him blow his brains out through a window. I agree. Hey, there's still an active shooter. I agree. Get in there and remove the active shooter. I, I, I agree 1,000%. We, had, we actually, Amy and I actually interviewed the Border Patrol agent, a uh, guy who used to be the boss over in that area. And he, that's, what he, he, that's what he talked about. He said, you know, they, they dropped the ball. You know, and then they were saying that that this woman left the one of the teachers. Yeah, yeah left, the, the teacher left. The apparently, door. that wasn't true, right? They, now they're that saying that's closed, not true. That it was closed. They're or, saying that it was closed. Right. So how did the guy get in? Don't yeah, know. apparently a, a lot of if if it's to be believed, the warning signs that this kid was exhibiting and that people actually knew about beforehand and took no action. Yeah, wasn't his nickname at work school shooter? Yes. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, literally. If, Come on. If, no, if, if that's, that, that's if, not a joke. If those are to be believed, uh, more, there's so much blame to go around. One thing people, I think, should uh, think about, uh, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold exhibited yeah. much less bizarre, triggering, red flag behavior than this kid ever did. And that's before they shot up Columbine yeah. and started what we now call school shootings. Yeah. And in fact, Eric Harris wrote an apology letter. I read the book Columbine, and it was chilling because I've read letters like that from defendants. And uh, two months later, he walked in and, and killed people. 
another thing we it's lost on this that we need to really think about, and particularly in Illinois, folks, that, that crime bill that passed, whew, thank God they took out the elimination of qualified immunity for officers. <laughs> but no bad bill ever dies. Right. That's going to come back. Yes. Okay. okay. How would you ever get anyone to be a police officer if you take away their qualified immunity? Now, the color of law doesn't already nineteen section nineteen eighty doesn't already cover some of the what they what what they think they're trying to take out when they when when they're trying to remove qualified immunity. Well, the police are not protected. They are not protected if they do something that violates. The rights, civil rights of an individual. That's correct. They're it, not protected. Yeah, it's already there. Uh, willful and wanton conduct. That's right. Reckless disregard. Yes. Yeah, that, that's already there. And in a lot but, of cases, just violating the, the department's policy, but, even uh, if it's not. Correct. You know, so a use of force that's in violation of the department's policy can be sometimes charged. Correct. And, and that's this defund the police effort. Uh, completely absurd. The, the argument is defund the police will have less crime. But a 10-year-old can understand how absurd that is. That's what the left wants because yes. the police are the thin line. I'm not going to call it blue or red. It's just the line between chaos and civilization. And once they're gone, they're going to get the chaos that they want. They get to tear down this society, and I guess they're going to reimagine it into something well, else. Portland. It, the reimagination is in Portland. Look at what's – I mean, that 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 literally – is what we'll have in America should this whole defund the police. What you see happening, remember when they had Chaz and all that? Yeah. That is actually what you will see across America if if we allow this. But I'm so glad that we have smart, competent people that won't allow that. Even here in Illinois, they're not there yet. So it's close. They're close. But they're not, they're not, you know what happened, you know Portland, right? Pardon me? You know what's happening in Portland, right? Yes. So yes. they basically they have their own city, basically. Yep. Think about that. Think about that. I don't want to. Well, I'm in the. But you have to. I'm in a conservative state. You know what we what what happened? Hey, Illinois they, used to be a conservative uh, state. You know what's going to happen if they try to bring that stuff to Indiana? We're going to institute the gun line. Well, they've already just did it in Indiana where you can carry without ID and all that. That's stuff, great. Right? Yeah, but well, we've been free anyway. But. You know what you the know, gun line is, boss. You. you know what the gun line is, boss. <laughs> yes, I know what the gun line is, boss. Don't go past the gun line, there, Don't boss. Don't go past the gun line, boss. Yeah. That's what what's going to happen. That? No, uh, life. Life. Yeah. And then there was also uh, Cool Hand Luke, too. Something, something similar. You're going to get used to wearing them chains after a while, Luke. <laughs> cool Hand Luke, too. Cool Hand Luke. Uh, you listen to the Black and Right Radio. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Switch your, switch your attitude. Go ahead, level up yourself. Just that different latitude. Welcome back. Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I am your host, John Anthony, sitting live in studio with the troublemaker, who's starting to sweat a little bit. <laughs> you got a little heated doing that um, that break, didn't you? But you know, you requested calls, yes. and guess what came through? Some calls. You know I, I don't really like calls. I, I like I, to talk. I know. I know but, but give I, us a call. I want 312. Hold on. Oh, no. Give us a call. 312-642-5600. Um, if... 
there, if the, here's the question. Here's the question. Okay. Should Richard Irvin win the primary? Will you be voting for Richard Irvin? <laughs> Ta-da! He, he a me all the way back down. I thought I'd get you. Uh, let's go to Don from Naperville. Don, welcome to Black and Right. Hi. Good afternoon, guys. Thank you for taking my phone call. I was sitting. I was sitting here listening to you talk, and just the thought that came into my head is, what is it going to take? to get a president to come out and talk about the violence in the city of Chicago. What is it going to take to trigger somebody to do something about what's going on in the inner city schools, the failing schools? And I'll tell you one thing, as a special education advocate, Uh anybody's going to tell you that schools tend to operate in reactive mode, not proactive mode. But we've got a lot more problems with our school system than, you know, this particular issue. It's our mental health situation. But it's just... I don't understand why we allow why we allow some issues to just go under the rug, pretend it's not there, everything's fine, and then other issues it's like, well no, now we've got to do something. Mm. Well, well, when is it gonna be time to do She's something right. for our kids in the city of Chicago? Well Don When is it gonna be time? Well Don, we had a president that talked about crime in Chicago and he was demonized for it every everywhere you look. Now I don't know how much he talked about the school issue as far as a kid not, kids not being educated the way they're supposed to, like you talk about a lot. But he talked about crime and what happened. He got beat over the head. Oh, you're demonizing Chicago. The mayor and, took him on. You, well, here's my question then, okay? Here's my question, because I know exactly what you're talking about. She told him to F off. Yeah. yeah totally yeah, unprofessional. Yep, yeah. But here's the, where's, the, where's the media holding her accountable? They won't. Where's they the, won't. Does anybody care? Let's just stop the BS. Let's stop it. Well, you 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 you're trying to tell the media to have some integrity. You can forget about that. <laughs> That's you gone. Can forget about it. You, you you can you can only depend on Newsmax, fifty percent of Fox, and probably some of these up and coming uh, news conservative news organizations. But as far as the mainstream media, you can just forget about. Well, I'll that. also well, say, are, are Don, any of our are any of our governor uh, candidates are they pissed off about it? Yes, yes. I I, I can I can you can I can say all of them that are running are. Uh, and, and Max Solomon talks about it a lot too. He talks about it a lot. So, um, and, but, and, but but it doesn't fit their agenda. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Judge. Uh, and, and to uh, add to and understand your frustration, caller. Uh, while the world's on fire, Chicago is experiencing horrible crime. Uh, what is the uh, Illinois or the uh, uh, House of Representatives doing? Holding hearings on UFOs. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, no. it's the truth. Is it true? Don, 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 that's why Don has to run for office someday. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Put that yeah, name on the ballot, run, and let's see how we can make the change. You want to make the change? Be the change. Thanks so much, you Don. Appreciate you calling. Uh-oh, here we go. Uh-oh. Hold your breath, hot daddy. Mitchell, what's going on, brother? Welcome back to Black and Right. Hey, Team Aries, Team Taurus. i got a great show, as always. Thank you. Um, you know, I want to bring to your attention about the subject of the shooter in Texas. What people are not talking about is the fact that he was addicted to video games. 
Okay, the FBI report reported four years ago, and also that he was basically bragging about doing this. So not only is he addicted to video games, okay, for 18 years, he's addicted to social media, okay, because that's how they, they, they glamorize it, like it's some kind of celebrity, okay? And they couldn't care less about making this individual accountable. Now, when you combine that with SSRIs, for those that don't what, doesn't know what that means, that's basically the reuptake inhibitor of the serotonins, that's basically antidepressants, you got a big problem. Because that combination makes this individual a sociopath, an amoral person who couldn't care less about what he does. And there's no accountability. So the pivot is to go after gun control. Yeah. And geez, isn't it so ironic that all these shootings happen during the week of the NRA, the NRA convention with Trump? Don't you find that yeah. somewhat suspicious? I do. And by the way, folks, Lee, Lee Harvey Oswald, right, the supposed woke oh, well, woman, right, it turned out, turned out it wasn't, okay? It, the House Select Committee on Assassinations, he had nothing to do with it, okay? So if we were told, my whole point is telling you the story is that we were told he was the shooter. Oh, my God. It turns out he was absolutely the patsy, okay? It took about 20 years to figure it out, but the House Select Committee on Assassinations, they figured it out. Now, bring it all together. Bring it all okay? together. Bring we it all. We, we have a problem with basically centennials and millennials addicted to video games. They're in the schools doing it. You, you look, look, during the NFL season, it's a billion-dollar industry, okay? So these kids are not basically doing the regular thing of like playing soccer or playing sports. No, no, they're sitting in their mom's basement, okay, inundated with war games. And when you have a sociopath <laughs> that's on psychotropics, you've got a major problem. Do you hear what I'm saying here? I, I hear you, Daddy O. I, I, I don't know what we're about. I want to. I want to say this to. I want to say this to Mitchell. Mitchell, I've been hearing you call a few different shows and talking about this, and I've I've been hearing you get dismissed. I will agree with you that a, a lot of our young people have been desensitized, and and you're right. People don't take into account the drugs that they take, and I I, I agree with some people saying that the majority of the people that play video games don't commit these crimes, but it only takes one. And so I do agree with you, Mitchell, that a lot of our kids are, are time bombs waiting to go off between the drugs and the, and the, yeah. and then the video games. I yeah. do agree with that. And, and I would also add, uh, when I was chief judge of the Fourth Circuit, we had an annual juvenile justice symposium. One year we had a speaker who specializes uh, and gives seminars on children who kill, and specifically school shooters. Mm-hmm. He's interviewed all over the country, all of these kids, uh, and he he tr- he listed uh, approximately ten common things in each of these kids' lives. Yeah, and one of those was addiction to violent video games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so I'm just throwing that. Well, Lieutenant out there. Dave Grossman actually but, talks a lot about that too. And and but, but when you really get down to it, that's a parent yeah. issue, not yeah. the makers of video games. Right, a parent refusing to be a parent, going down to that basement, saying, get off that video, get outside, and do something. Do you know that's how we grew up? My father didn't want to see me till the lights came back. (laughs) I don't care what you can do, just get out of here. Get out of here. Go, go, go. We had a a grade on our report card. Uh It used to be called getting along well with others. That's not there anymore. You remember remember that? that. I remember that. You got to go out there and, and hang with some kids. I don't care if the bully's out there on the block. You're going to have to fight the bully. That's, I'm not going to fight your battles. That's the way we were raised. That's the way we were raised. That, oh, that, you can't say that anymore. When, when we broke the rules at school, uh, 
we got our butts spanked by a long wooden paddle with holes drilled <laughs> oh, into it for emphasis. Oh, you, you remember that? And guess what? Oh, my God. Behavior improved. Yes. Yeah. So uh, CVS High School, we had a Dr. Kimbrough. Uh-huh. He walked around with his paddle. Oh. With, you know. He, you bet. He, you were late for class. You did something stupid. You got the whack. Now, I remember back in grammar school. But but that was the age of... Uh, <laughs> When there was actual accountability yeah. instead of yeah. syndromes, disorders, and victimhood. You're forgetting about a word. It was called discipline. Yeah. This we, you can't say discipline no. anymore. That, 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 does, do you ever hear that word No, anymore? you don't hear that word. We had a teacher called Miss Mallet. Uh-oh. And she walked around with her palette with the holes. We had, she had separate, different types of uh, palettes. Dep- one with the holes, one that was just a full, no holes. And then we had another a teacher called Miss Ricks. She had a pointer stick. Her yes. whooping tool was the pointer stick. Oh can man! I, can I just can what I just clarify? Wait, wait what on. did she have? Uh, which one? Mallet? Was she walking around with a pallet jack? <laughs> a pallet. Or, or are you trying to say paddles? A paddle. I'm sorry. I, I did say pallet. Didn't I? I did say pallet. I'm sorry. Hey, listen. I'm, I'm all geared up. As of this moment, they're on double secret probation. <laughs> but she did have a. She had a paddle. A paddle. She had different types of paddles. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I almost made it. Almost made it through a whole today, show without Junior. Porky Pig. Today, Junior. <laughs> I almost made it through a whole show without Porky Pig. I like to have fun here, Judge. I'm sorry. We, I, I love to have fun. I love to talk, to talk about serious stuff, but I love... Because he gives me a hard time. Too. Don't, don't. He gives me a hard time. You You've heard it during the break. How he gives me a hard time. But you're right, though. You're right. I mean, that word discipline is gone. Gone. As parents, you can't discipline your kids. Oh, I know what the word is now. What? It's not discipline. It's abuse. Oh. If you try to discipline, you're yeah. abusing the kids. That's well, what. That's it. just more steps to them for they c- take over complete control of your kids. Yeah. You know, the government knows better than you do. Yeah. Which I completely and totally disagree. That's why I got all my kids except one out of public schools. Mm-hmm. Grace Association, my, my good pastor, rap pastor Randy Bland, popping up schools everywhere. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and White on AM 560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Black and right radio. Sound like a DJ, don't I? I'm John Anthony, host. Sitting in with my good friend, the troublemaker. Catching my breath, if you can't tell. <laughs> Uh-oh. You sound, you sound like you should be on the light. What's the light? It's an FM radio station that Whoopi Goldberg used to be the host before she went on The View. What oh, difference at this point does it make? She talked like that. Very enlightening. Very soft and... I don't like that. I need you to listen I'm to me. I'm telling you straight I'm up. I'm more important. I don't like that. Listen, please. Hey, <laughs> shut it down, son. You know, that's something that we should have brought into that George Michael. Uh, Thank you. Marvin Gaye thing. No, oh. no, because oh. you're about to get destroyed again. Uh, is Barry White. Mm. Barry you know White. What? I'm, I'm going to say something. It's going to be very controversial. No, don't And do I've it. had this don't debate it. with about a lot of women. Oh, my a lot God. of women, for whatever reason, love Barry White. I've never liked Barry White's voice. I don't care. You've been cut off. <laughs> You've been silent. He should be a backup singer. Not a, he, his voice whoa, is whoa, too. Whoa, 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 whoa
whoa, 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 whoa. You don't know what you're talking about. His voice is too deep to be a lead singer. He should have been sorry. bass, a backup Verlain. bass singer. That, that sounds like projection of jealousy to me. It does. And you know what? I wish I could sound like Hey, 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 George. Exactly. Hey, George, wait, here it is. I noticed that he put down a lot of the black people, black guys. <laughs> you you put down all the black guys, but you love Boy George. You love George Michael. Now is that a is that a uh, a sort of you know that attraction like, to to, to uh, you know sort of the aesthetic or that, the lifestyle? That sounds like reverse racism. You all are projecting. Oh no, I, no we're, we we're calling you gay, not yeah. white. Well, well, I'm not. No, no, that's kind of messed up. No, listen, this is what I'm saying. All these guys that you all put out there do not have the presentation, the look that a George Michaels, a Boy George, and the Arrhythmics have. You understand? Uh-huh. They had that look but that see, kept you looking at the screen. You ain't it didn't black. even matter what you, they were not. saying. You heard that? Play that you again. Just you just had to look. <laughs> yeah, you heard that? <laughs> you lost your car, bro. I'm sorry. Tell me, <laughs> tell me when when Boy George was with Wham and they was doing the kick step. Okay, well, I mean, I, I mean George Michaels and, and you're doing the kick step with Wait, Wham. You, you just, just love looking at it. Wrong. He thought look, he was fixing it. <laughs> looking at the screen. You just kept looking at the screen. Quiet. Turn off your mic. Yeah. And, and, when, and, and when Boy George and when Boy George was doing the two step. You don't really want to hurt oh, for a second, please. Okay, that's enough. You- <laughs> You're done. Oh, God. You're done, man. I'm like Donald Trump. You're fired. Oh, You're never I coming back. I you no oh. points, yeah. and may God have mercy on your soul. That's it. The 80s was the best. Yeah, yeah it was. It Actually, was the best. That I'm in for. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Thank they had you. some of the best. I mean, all this auto-tune, all oh, that crap. Oh, God. I agree with you there. They could sing. 70s could sing. 80s could sing. Some yeah. of the groups in the 90s could sing. Uh, Blackstreet and, and a few other ones, they could sing. But then once they got to close to 2000, they come out of tune. Judge, you see how we can go from subject to subject to oh, subject on this show? Just uh, effortless. Yeah. <laughs> Ebb and flow. Ebb and flow, It's also baby. a two-month running joke. Yeah, so. it is. It's, it is a two-month <laughs> running joke about who's better. Because he, cho- he says that George Michael is better than Marvin Gaye. I'm like, are you? have you Whoa. lost your mind? We have a judge here. Okay, Judge. Uh, what do you What do you think? Uh-oh. Decision Uh-oh. time. Marvin Gaye well, before, or George Michael? No, before we ask him, uh, we got to get an idea of what genre of music he likes. That's so true. What's your oh, What's yeah. your favorite yeah. musical oh, artist? Oh, I'm a Sinatra Streisand. I figured that. Pack. Okay. Yeah. Oh, She's yeah. got good classical taste. Yeah. Have you ever heard George Michael? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Okay, and and you know yeah. who Marvin Gaye? Is. Oh yeah. Who sounds better? Uh George Michael. Oh, yeah! Oh, judge. <laughs> see, Verlon, you're not black. You see? Yeah. <laughs> that is proof. That is proof. Uh, hey, look, I got the gavel. I got the gavel. Hey, order the court. That's, an awesome, court. that's an awesome pencil, man. <laughs> it is an awesome pencil. Hey, Whitey, where's your hat? Ooh. <laughs> uh, hey, we better be careful because, you know, you know, Maze Jackson. That was for Verlon, not him. Wait, you heard what, what Maze Jackson was happening with him, right? right yeah, yeah, yeah. What? You know, he, he, they, they, they coming after that? him. Who? Um, How dare LGBTQ he be even-handed and What did he honest. say? Oh, you haven't read about it? No, I don't know nothing. Listen. I believe May should have a right to say what he wants to say. They're saying that he's homophobic, he's he's transphobic, he's all these things, he's uh, anti-Semite, all that. What did he say that makes them all say that? I, 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 read it. Okay, all right. During the break, look it up. Oh, you're not on Facebook. Oh, I forgot. Um, yeah, you are there on you Facebook. go again. Look it up, and I'll, I'll let you read it because I don't want to, you know. I, I want forgot you to read my code. It. I forgot my code. Uh, I'll look it up, and I'll show it. I'll bring you over okay. here during the break, and you read it up. But listen. I, you know, listen, Mae Jackson has been an amazing person for me. 
you know, he's been somebody that's that's helped me navigate this navy, this radio world. And, you know, sometimes you, you listen, I'm standing with my boy. He stood with me everything that I've ever been through when I, when I was in the General Assembly, when I, when I, what happened to me after DOC. Mace Jackson stood up, stood with me, and I'm standing with Mace Jackson. Hey, I like it. You know, even though I, Mace and I don't agree with everything, you know, and that's okay. But I'm going to stand with my boy because he's my boy. Enough said. Yeah, right? That's it. Period. You, you don't you don't you don't leave your friends. Can Especially, I get a can I get a can I get a Biden period? Biden <laughs> Do we have it? Period. She <laughs> said all the time. Period. All right. Well, oh God. Thank you, George. Uh you listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind, thinking I can see through this and see what's behind. Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560, The Answer. I'm your host, Judd Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself and Judge Mike McHaney, who's the judge who was actually uh, gave the first ruling against Pritzker in the Darren Bailey Tom DeVore case. Uh talk about that. How 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 was the, have you re- did you receive any hate mail or anything like that after that decision? Oh, I was uh I was vilified. Uh I started getting calls from some of my law school classmates a uh, couple of weeks or no, uh, in December after that ruling in July, and they said, uh, hey, hey, McCaney, you're on the Rush Limbaugh show. I thought, yeah, sure I am. That's a joke. Well, someone sent me a clip, and uh, Mark Stein was guest hosting on Rush's show, and wow. he, he read from my ruling and gave me some very flattering praise. Uh, but at the same time, I thought to myself, what's that say about the state of our judicial branch of government? that a judge from southern Illinois would be singled out mm. for th- such praise yeah. just for having the courage to stand up for our Constitution. Yeah. And at the same time, in northern newspaper editorials were calling me uh, that hillbilly judge from southern Illinois and my personal favorite, Judge Jerkwater. <laughs> wait, wait, Judge <laughs> Come on. There it is. Jer- Jerkwater, Texas. That, was, uh, oh, yeah. that, that used to be the running joke. There it is. But let, me ask you, let me ask you one question. I asked another judge this question. Did you feel pressure or fear before you made your ruling? Oh, I felt uh, horrific pressure, and uh, uh, absolutely. The the attorney general argued before me. He st- he purposely pulled out like six or seven written opinions by judges from other circuits upholding what Pritzker had done and saying, Judge, uh, consider the fact if you don't go along, you may be you're wrong. So there was incredible pressure. Uh, I stood up for the Constitution even when I was standing up alone, and I'll I'll do it again, and I'll never stop doing it. Wow. And interesting, one of those six judges he was talking about was Judge Grishaw, (laughs) who actually uh, ruled Mm -hmm. against the mask mandate and basically said the same thing I did two years later. Yeah. What, what, what? specific rulings that he was that he put in front of you to uphold Pritchard's mandate what what good argument can you remember from those judges that that got upheld what what, what ruling did he put in front oh, of that you? they they twisted themselves into legal pretzels using latin phrases mm-hmm. 
We always use Latin phrases because it makes us sound smarter than we really are. <laughs> it actually does, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can use Latin phrases and twist yourself and interpretations, but it came down to me is there's no pandemic exception to the Constitution. Amen. Full stop. Uh, and we had, a, we had a bill. The legislature had passed a statute on pandemics. Yeah. The problem for Pritzker was it required due process. That's right. Just like they actually all, had a whole plan. Yes. Uh, we don't want to mess with due process. Yeah. Uh, I just want to wave my scepter and say, you will not go to work, and you will not do this, and you will obey. Yeah. That's not the Constitution. Wow. And uh, I'll never let that happen in, if, uh, if it comes to me. Do yeah. you hear that, people? Elect this man. Elect this man. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think back to that day. Because that's when I met Tom DeVore, attorney Tom DeVore. And a week after, a couple of days after, it was, was my show. And Tom DeVore came onto my show and he talked about it. When you when you look at that decision, if that decision doesn't happen, where do you think we're at in relation to the whole, I don't, we don't say the word on here. You know that virus. Where do you where do you think we're at today? Had that decision not happened, uh, well, uh, uh, someone had to say the emperor wears no clothes. Yeah. It had to happen. Uh, had it not, uh, he is given a license then yeah. to declare a new emergency, right? Uh, like the Omicron variant or right. some other variant we haven't heard from, or now monkeypox monkey is going to rear its yeah. ugly head. And now he waves that scepter again and says, we're going to uh, shut down small businesses again and restrict your civil liberties and shred the constitution. Yeah. And thank God we, for judge we, McCainy. What we have don't ever forget for one second. This was not based on science. This was based on political science. Correct. This was the flu, people, yeah. with a 99%-plus survival rate. Yeah. They don't so, talk about that. No, they don't. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be careful because... Oh, I forget. I'm not, on, I'm not on the tube. No, you're not. I'm not on the tube. You see, you're holding yeah, yourself. I, well, you're straining yourself. No, I am. You know, because I'm not... I forgot I'm not on the tube anymore right now. So long, losers! <laughs> But 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 you're right. I, I, I and I think people's it it wasn't science because every time the science and, and the and the data was requested to this day they're still they still have not disseminated any of the science or data that they've used. Absolutely, and what they did disseminate changed every week. Right, if not every day. Right. Well, they it would say check the CDC, Ch- go check the CDC. What? No, you're making decisions that are affecting. People's livelihoods, people's lives, and, and that, that that has changed, and so many unintended consequences that happen based upon their decisions. And, and it, yeah, and and the rules and regulations are what just blew me away. Yeah, the absurdity of these rules and regulations. Yeah, uh, if I get an abortion, I won't get COVID. Right. If I get a colonoscopy, I will. Yeah. When we come back, I want to want you to talk about your campaign and working people because you got a primary, right? Yes, sir. We'll be right back. My dog is with it. You want it? Come and get it. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey. That's right. Black and Right continues on AM 560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Because everyone knows who 
Black and Right Radio. I'm John Anthony. Mr. Porky Pig over there. That's all Good right. Good luck, Red. All right. <laughs> One thing Red. that Red. you do when you learn as a kid growing up, which they don't do now because it's uh, like bullying, you learn how to take criticism. Yeah. It's a character builder. That's exactly. another thing that we forgot yeah. Absolutely. as a society. You got to be able to stand up to. Well, you also criticism. learn how to take a beating, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, nobody I was pulling guns and knives when I was a no. kid, and now nobody's nobody can swallow their pride long enough to go, no. "Okay, yeah, I lost that one." Hey, I was a yellow boy with good hair, so you don't think I took a beating? I was <laughs> That's racist. I was I was big head, wallet middle head. I was. Wait, what you was? What you mean was? Why? <laughs> I was all kinds you of head. Say you lost that wallet middle head? No, I did. I, 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 people still tease me once they get cool with me. Cantaloupe head. I'm not gonna get mad. You know, when they know I'm not gonna get mad. <laughs> then they feel comfortable. They're like, you, you got a big head, <laughs> melon head, <laughs> mel- melon head. <laughs> that, that that came off so easy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Judge. Um, so. You got anything coming up? You, your fundraisers? Any yeah, events? Yeah, they got a fundraiser uh, coming up on the 9th in uh, Centralia, Illinois. And uh, we've been going door to door as best we can in all 48 counties in the district. Yeah. And uh, website is uh, McCaney2022.com. Find me on Facebook, uh, McCaney2022. So for people that can't make that fundraiser, where can they get to the website? Is there? Yeah, that we can we can uh, take donations uh, on the website. Okay, I'm sure you guys enjoyed the judge today. Um, we got to make sure that somebody who's a patriot, somebody who stood when other people cowered. You know, we have to make sure we 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 take care and invest in those people who really believe in 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 in, in freedom over tyranny. Right. That's right. That's right. I, I can't put it any better than that. We need to stick to the Constitution. The Constitution is the greatest document in the known world, and it works. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I thank you so much for your hospitality. You guys have been gracious, and this three hours has flown by. It has. And thank you so much for the opportunity. Have you had fun? Uh, had a blast. Okay. I'll give. I'll afford you the same opportunity I afforded um, Novarini. In a minute, tell me why the people of the se- the fifth appellate should vote for. Uh, Mike McCaney as the next appellate court judge. Uh, I believe we are on a freight train to socialism, and the only thing standing in the way is our United States Constitution. This is not the time for the summer soldier or the sunshine patriot. We are at war over the heart and soul of our constitutional republic. This is not the time for chamberlains. This is the time for Churchills. I cannot tell your listeners how I'll rule. I will tell you, I will never be woke. I will never cave to the mob. I will never stop standing up for the Constitution, even if it means standing alone. Wow. I love it. I love it. The first time I met you down, wait, wait, I I forget where we were when I first met you down south somewhere. I think it was in Clay County Lincoln Day. It was at the Lincoln Day. When I spoke. Yeah. When I spoke at the um, Lincoln Day dinner, the Clay County. And uh, I knew right then and there you were somebody that was 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 would 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 really do good for the state of Illinois, and I'm just surprised. I'm proud to say that I can call you friend. Well, 
that means more to me than you'll ever know. Yeah, and anytime you want to, you know, after the primary, because you're winning the primary, <laughs> after the primary, you ever want to, you know, call up and talk about some stuff, get some stuff off your chest, you, you have an open door here. Well, thank, thanks so much to all of you. You guys have been great. Yeah, to Judge Novarini. Troublemaker, thanks so much for coming in. Hoff Daddy, it's always a pleasure, man. You, As much as you correct me throughout the show, y'all don't, y'all don't see that. <laughs> I, I hate you, you bum, but I love you, you bum. Thank you. Thank you for another week of excellence. Thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in, for listening in. Thank you for calling. Um, I will be back next week. See you then. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.